This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar. The freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back to another Swans Cast podcast. Um, very exciting episode yet again in the lovely world down in Swansea City, being a Swansea City fan, as I'm sure everyone is aware. We actually had a really good episode last week, had some um, good solid support and views on that, so thank you everyone who did watch last week. I think we had a good conversation and some good comments. We will get around to replying to them. I'll probably have a look at that after this recording. I think we got like um, six or seven new subscribers, so welcome. We're three away from 100, so we did say we were going to do a giveaway at 500. We'd give away a Swans top. So if we get there in the next couple of weeks, then if anyone still wants one at the end of the season, you can. <laughs> we'll give away uh, on Twitter or something. Um, I'm not sure how we'll work it yet, but obviously we'll release details when that happens. But yeah, we're back again to talk about what's been another enthralling week. Um, we talked last week, what is the future or is what is next for Russell Martin at Swansea City? I feel like that conversation is only continuing really this this week. I mean, we were kind of hoping to yeah. come into this week with some more positives to sort of discuss, especially with a home game against Stoke. I'm not too concerned going away, um, losing to Blackburn 1-0 on paper. Um, it was frustrating the way it happened, I think. A late goal could have seen a point out. The second half perhaps wasn't as good as the first half. Um, but you don't think that's all that bad, you know, one one nil up there, especially like they smashed us earlier in the season. Yeah. They're probably doing better than us this season, I think it's fair to say. But then the home defeat to Stoke, which is probably the main talking point. Um, a lot of things to discuss there. Into more general conversation about what is the situation right now, really. But before we get into any of that, have you been this week, Lee, or since the last video? Yeah, not bad. Just uh, yeah, it's been quiet to be honest because the Six Nations was off. Um, 
Yeah, it's just been a bit of a quiet one. Didn't go to Blackburn, so it was a bit of a bit of a quiet weekend for me. Just been uh, had a week off work. <clears throat> yeah, it's been uh, nice and boring for me. Just chilling nice out, relaxing. Boring. Sometimes yeah. they're the best week, though, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. I go to work next week, so nice. The same. Um, the rugby's actually on. Thank God. Yeah. Again, I don't I, know if it is. Thank God, actually. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen there now. How, how depends how much. How can you prepare for a game amongst all the mess that's been going on? So uh, I can't see us winning yeah. a game in the Six Nations, to be honest. But I have, I have this, I have this all the time, right? So in the lead up to this game now this week, I'll be like, same with the Swans as well. In some ways, you're just like, nah, no way. England are going to batter us. I sit now after all this is rubbish. But then come kick off. When the game is kicking off, I'll be like, oh, do you know what? Maybe we can still want to watch it, and you, but I just and you get that like false hope all the time. Yeah, Welsh rugby's in a bit of a mess, isn't it? So, oh god, yeah, it's un- it's it's understandable why the performances have finally started reflecting that. And maybe, yeah, maybe it wasn't Pivac's fault. No, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't Pivac's fault. It's all this other politics in the background, and he's the easy scapegoat and. Oh, we'll get Warren Gatland in. He'll fix our problems. No one will ever need to know <laughs> about all yeah, this stuff. Because apparently he didn't know either the full detail, did he, before he took it back on? No, probably not. No, it's probably blindsided him a bit, isn't it? He seemed a bit uh, lost in some ways. When it seems like some of his interviews, he's just a bit like, well, I haven't got a clue what's going on because he's just in the middle of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He's probably thinking, what have I done? I left at the right time in the first place. Yeah. Literally. Um, anyway, as always, as I said, we only three off 500. So as always, click the subscribe button below Lee somewhere on a video if you're watching on YouTube. You can follow us on Spotify as well if you are listening to us that way. Don't forget to engage in the comments afterwards about anything we discussed. Tell us your opinions. We do reply to them eventually, and sometimes we bring... I might read some of last week's comments out, actually, in this video if um, if they are relevant, and then... Hopefully, if you were here last week and you're here again this week, you can hear a reply in person. So, yeah, that would be a good way. There's a bit of a conversation going on between people in the comments this time, so that's always nice to see. Different opinions, some, you know, supporting Russell Martin, some ready for him to be gone. It's been like that for a long time. Um, we didn't necessarily go either way last. We, we were not part of our, like, stance in any camp. You know, we're sitting on the fence, easiest way to say it. We are sitting on the fence. But we're asking all the questions. So we just, you know, if you've got your opinions, let us know. Um, we don't know the right answers, so it is easy to sit on the fence, not copping out or anything. Who, who doesn't know the want. right answer? Like, and we're not the people making the decision either. But doesn't mean you can't criticise in a constructive way and ask the questions that need to be asked and hopefully generate discussion as well. So that's the goal. Yep. So let's let's make a start. So I wanted to just start on Stoke. I know we're not necessarily focusing specifically on games in these podcasts anymore, but I think it's quite a lot to highlight from the Stoke game, which will yeah. add to conversation around Russell Martin as a manager and maybe some of the players' form and a lot of all that other stuff. I went to the Stoke game actually. When, when was the last time I've been to two consecutive home games and actually you didn't go to both of them? It's been a while, yeah. I've been uh, usually it's the other way around. My work has been I've, kind. I've been away, haven't I? I missed the the Stoke game. 
because I was away. Monday as well. I'm actually around for that. It's three in a row. Yeah, what was the game for that? Blackpool? No, I was at the Blackpool game. Oh, no, I meant, I meant I've gone to two that, and you didn't go to both. Like, usually you're there next, you've got season tickets, so... Yeah, but I was I went to the Blackpool game. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Which was the one before. So it's yeah. But um yeah, I know what you mean. I don't well, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to the Rotherham game yet. Monday oh, night. Well. Pain. Look at this plastic fan by you. Who's uh, <laughs> who has put that on a sky on Monday night, by the way? To be fair, that's probably not a bad game to put on sky, is it? Well, now we through yeah. We can see the most goals and we're thinking of it from a perspective of like why are we on Sky so much? Because we always shit. Like we're always losing. But in reality, we're shit and losing because we concede in the most goals in the championship. Well, to be fair, now as well, with like, I think Martin being under pressure, it probably is a good game to watch. Yeah, and Rotherham are under pressure as well, aren't they? So, yeah. I can't see many people outside of Swansea and Rotherham watching it, but. <laughs> Do you know the Chuckle yeah. Brothers are Rotherham fans? It's true. Yeah. It's true. Maybe they'll be watching it. Fun fact of the day. Love Paul. Well, <laughs> they won't be watching because one of them isn't you anymore. Yeah, sorry, yeah. How rude. <laughs> well, um, a bit of Paul Chuckle in the away fan stand. That was a riot. Imagine you rocked up and he's there, like, getting the crowd going. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> be like, uh, we're passing around instead of the tiki taka. Ole, ole. Be like, to me, to you. Oh, wow. Oh no, that's awful. That's awful. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Um, anyway, <laughs> dad jokes coming up now. Anyway, yeah, back you're, to you're the... under pressure though. I'm More under pressure. Martin. Let's swiftly move on back to the Stoke game. So, I know you watched it, I know you didn't go, but you watched it. So, oh yeah. wow, so frustrating because to be fair to Stoke, right? Probably the best press I've seen against us in a long time. Yeah, it was good. It was <clears throat> actually let me take a back step. We scored in like the second minute, yeah. Morgan Whitaker in his first start. Look, it was a good finish. Stoke should have defended it better. He missed a header. Um corner gets cleared, rubbish corner, gets cleared. Soranola, it, it's a good ball in the end because obviously it provides an assist, but in reality, it's a hopeful ball back into the middle of where the corner was meant to go. Like literally straight, not across, like a chip ball in the air, straight down the centre of the pitch, back into the middle. Um, yeah. In How many times do they result in anything? Usually that's headed away exactly. simple. Anyway, the stock yeah. player jumps up and misses it. And Whitaker's in, like, and he nearly missed it himself. He hit the crossbar, didn't he, or something. It's a good finish in the end. Um, yeah, it was a good finish. No what I'm trying to say is, I'd, he, he had a good game. It's a good impact. And I'm glad he scored on his first start. And I'm sure he'll go on to do well for us. Morgan Whitaker fans like to get carries away with him being the the next Messiah or something. He was in the right place at the right time and he had a good finish. Yeah. Well done. But like Yeah, fair play to him. Good yeah. it's a good start for him. It's yeah, good like first start, gets on the score sheet two minutes in. Yeah. Hopefully he can pick up. I'm just, but, just yeah. saying he's not necessarily gonna turn into Messi now. So let's just not get carried away. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I hope he does. No, like, fair. don't get me wrong. I'm sure he will do really well for us, but like yeah. Anyway, two minutes in, Morgan Whitaker scores. Um, I think Stoke wouldn't have pressed the way they pressed if that didn't happen. At least not a nil-nil. So yeah, they maybe, went nil yeah. down two minutes into the game. So I don't know if you noticed, the manager tinked the formation about three times in the first half. Stoke manager. Yeah. 
Because who's the guy that was taking all their set pieces? The the guy that looked like Shelby. Uh, I don't uh, know his name, and I can't remember now. Oh, Will Smallbone, yeah? Smallbone, that's one. Yeah, so their central attacking midfield had a really good game. Probably man of the match, I would have said, or one of them. Probably not, because the guy scored two goals. But other than that, um, I think he controlled things for Stoke quite, quite a lot. So they started with a 4-2-3-1, it looked like. Then when they went behind, they kind of changed, I think, a little bit. I, I'm not sure. I think they went more attacking. So one of the centre mids pushed up a bit. Regardless, say we were passing around our back. So Darlin, Wood, Cabango. You had Dwight Gale, Jacob Brown, Will Smallbone, and Tyrese Campbell, and maybe sometimes one of the centre midfielders. Literally five of them hunting the guy with the ball, cross it, blocking any passing option. To literally, they could play maybe two passes, and they all run in a pack to the next guy, and then the next guy, and the next guy. All of them in like a circle around whoever's got the ball, and eventually we just give it to them every time. Yeah. Now there was a massive gap every single time behind that because there would be, because you've got like five of your players charging at our defence. I just don't understand why we're trying to pass it out on the floor every single time, and it hasn't worked 90% of the time. The 10% of the times that we did get out, we always had a kind of a counter-attack, and Ollie Cooper did really well, I thought, running against the opposition. We yeah. just couldn't take advantage of any of it because we've got no pace. That's the reality. Yeah. By the time we That's get fair. into the position, they've got men back, and then you've got like a Perot or and Cham when he came on, having to like slow the ball down, turn and pass it like to someone that's coming up in support because we've got no pace to like get in behind. Yeah. Um, or they're just not playing the right passes in Cham's case on one occasion. Um, that was criminal, by the way. Did you do you know what I'm on what one I'm on about? I can't remember. Uh Perot was basically on the halfway line ready to go. And a Cham decides to like run up instead. And then the two ah, right. players cover off Perot's run, so he's not through. He was literally, if if and Cham played a through ball, he was gone on his own. Yeah. But um, yeah, anyway, back to what I was saying. So why why are we not adapting? Like after once or twice, you, you see Stoke are playing this way, they see us working, so they double down on it. Why are we not like just okay, Cabango's got the ball, he's hunted that pass it down to Fisher. Fisher chip it up to Perot. Just just do it. Yeah, but like and then what that does, it makes Stoke think, oh, hang on, if they do that a couple of times and exploit us, we can't push with all these players. And then you can start playing on the floor again when they've had to rethink their um, game plan. Yeah, but this has been one of the criticisms of Russell Madden all the way through. Like, he plays a certain way and he just sticks to it. His, like, in-game management, you can say, is not very good because he's not... Yeah. Um, He's not willing, although, we do, well, I don't know if he's not willing or he doesn't seem to want to change it. Even if it's not like, like then, you could clearly see it's not working. In all fairness, I will say he did take Darling off, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Early. So, credit where credit's due, right? He made the first half substitution, brought off Darling, who was having a stinker. And um, he's had a stinker the last three games. I'm sorry. But Why that's, the, that's like the only time he's done that. Why does he keep trying to dribble the ball? He's a centre-back. Like There was one against Blackburn where he was up in the flipping corner. He tries taking on like three people, Blackpool maybe it was, but he tries taking three people on. And every time he loses the ball, every time, just just give it yep. to someone else who's up there for a reason. We don't want him up by the corner flag. No offense. I think the issue is like when you look at his like highlight reel when he first signed, I think like he's doing that, but like you're doing it in a league below. Yeah, but running it from um, centre back 
when there's a gap in front of you, like Carl Norton can do sometimes, driving yep. through into a space and then passing it directly, is different from running at three defenders in the top left-hand corner of the pitch near the corner flag and then ultimately losing it and there's a massive gap behind you. Um, anyway, so he got subbed. Credit with credit to you, he did make the change. It did that's, help a little bit. That's the only time regardless. I've seen him still, change something. Yeah, but he changed, changed the personnel and the formation, but it didn't help deal with the press in the first half. Yeah, you've, you've got to a change bit it. Because yeah. they had that extra option. Yeah. But they still didn't adapt. Like, you know, they're still giving the ball away quite often. And um, there was only one way out of that, right? When you've got five of Stokes forwards in your face, you go over the top of them. It was yeah. so much space there. Yeah. So much space. The teams know how to play against us, don't they? They know we're not going to do it. That's the most extreme example of the press I've seen, though. Like, I understand why he thinks he can play out of it sometimes if they're working on good technical ability. But you, you couldn't, you couldn't play out of that, and you need to like. They had committed to pressing so much that if we had done a different thing, i.e., go over the top, they would have had, they would have given us so many opportunities. So they, yeah. they would have had to change their approach quite quick, which. Like I said, I think they only went with it because they went down so early and they did it, realised we weren't adapting. They got their first goal, got their second goal straight away. And it was like, well, why after your first goal, why would you stop? That's worked so well. We basically like, well, there was a corner, wasn't it? But like to get to win the corner, they did the press to win the ball in our half near our goal. You could argue it was a foul. Regardless, Darlin fell over quite easily. And yeah. They won the corner and they scored from the corner. We'll talk about the goals in a minute, but um, just adapt. Like we weren't adapting to them in so long. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep double down on it. They got yeah. their, they got their two goals. They did it for most of the first half, and then the second half they came out to defend their two one lead. Like to double down on my point as well. You're one nil up at this point. It's not even like it's nil nil on the press and like this. We were winning the game, so why do we need to try and play out of this? Just go over the top, kick it up the field. Make Stoke turn, run back, and then they got to build something. Like it's easy to build when you give the ball away in our own box, you know. But like yeah. if you're doing that a couple of times, they're gonna change their 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 approach. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It just doesn't, like I said, it's been a criticism all year. It's so stubborn. Yeah, it just doesn't make sort of these in-game changes, and it just causes problems, which but, it ended. It did, yeah. But I saw a tweet. Uh, it was actually a really good tweet that said about like, um, sorry, it wasn't a tweet. It was a post in the Swansea City supporters group. So I'm not stealing what um, someone else has put, but it's good points. Um, to basically saying the two times that we've done anything good under Russell Martin is firstly when Kyle Norton was played in the back three in the centre as he got yeah. and passed the ball forward. Um which I understand, he's he signed the new guys. He wants to rotate him out because he's getting older. Yeah, but if we are in such a torrid time, can you bring him in to settle things down a bit? Which is what he did in the first place. Uh, yeah, maybe. and I mean, he's been rotating the defense quite a lot this season, but I haven't seen much of Norton in the last 15, 20 games. A couple of times at right back, but not loads. And then the second thing is allow Bender, when he came in originally, when Bender came in, especially the QPR home game, I think where it really changed for us, is allowing him to go long and mix it up when we're in trouble. Not always play play against, play out of the press, which is what I'm talking about. 
And I think that QPR game, we actually had less possession than the opposition for the first time in like since probably Martin was you. And um, yeah. and that's that got us a result because they weren't expecting it. QPR came here to press us, thinking we we're gonna pass the ball. And we do try and pass the ball when the opportunity's there. We still did then. But like against Stoke now, if you mix it up and go the opposite rate, all of a sudden the Stoke players are like, Well, we didn't prepare for this. We we're prepared to high press them in like packs. I know they're going over us, and all of a sudden, I don't know where I should be. Bit of confusion. Yeah. Maybe some opportunities. You know, Stoke haven't been on good form. Um, but why you can't do that in the middle of a game? Wouldn't shock me if you come out now and he's doing it against Rotherham next week. But like, Rotherham might sit back. Yeah, they probably will. But I think, like you said, because we yeah. scored early, they probably did that a bit more aggressively. Um. But I, I don't know. I just, I just, uh, it's been the same all season. You can, like, we've been in, we, I've been in games with you and we're watching everything, and yeah, you can see what's coming here. Like, why did, like, I know, and we're no experts, obviously, like, looking at the game tactically, but you can just see something's blatant. Like, the trouble is coming. You could see the way that game was going there, that we were going to concede. It was going yeah. to happen, and like, nothing was done to stop it. And again, we said it like, before he only changes it when he absolutely has to, when we are losing 2 1, then sort of starts maybe making change. But it's like it's too late. You can see it coming. Make the, the change then. The second goal is atrocious as well. I mean, the first goal is atrocious. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the first goal is a corner. I want to know your thoughts on who's at fault. <laughs> This was the scramble, wasn't it? it? Was the first goal? Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I think it's it's just collectively absolutely horrendous, isn't it? Yeah. So, Joe Allen, right? Joe yeah. Allen. I lost my mouse. Hang on. <laughs> he, for me, is at fault for the first two goals that we conceded. Um, if you look God. in detail, people won't like me saying it. Because no. everyone loves Joe Allen, right? But well, it's difficult. It's a bit of ma- it's a bit of man in as well for the corner, right? But Joe Allen, he's at, he's at, he's at the far back, yes. Yeah? So the 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 ball is getting floated in. Sorry, I take it back. It's not Allen's man in for the first goal, but for the second, it is Allen. He's kind of there. They're both there with the guy, right? But it is Manning's man. But Allen gets drifted in with his man, and they're both standing next to the guy who ultimately heads the first ball. But neither yeah. of them jump. So yeah. I guess you I guess you've got to say it's Manning because it's his man. But Alan's been taken away towards him. At least one of them needs to challenge for that ball, yeah. So it's just headed back into the box, and that's what caused all the carnage. I think Fisher saves it like twice, doesn't he? And then he finally goes in. Does, uh... I guess yeah, he does. I think he should have caught it and held the ball, but it's literally yeah, it's like, from like point blank, isn't it? On my yeah. screen to him every yeah. time. So yeah would have been a bit harsh to say that and he saved it twice bit of a scratch like you just need to clear your lines to new so man in i guess he needs to get up quicker but if 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 you've lost your man and you can see the guy in front of you is just about to head the ball and you're alan coming in from behind what don't you just want to make it difficult he's literally yeah we're goes and half jumps backwards away from him so that's why i immediately thought it was him but looking back it is it is ryan man yeah. and the funny thing is man is standing there the guy who jumps has got two hands holding Manning's shirt. The man is literally just standing there letting it happen. 
Yeah, if you watch but that's, it back, you see exactly what I mean. There's no you like, see how like he's not even calling for a foul to say like two hands on my shirt. I know they wouldn't be given, but it's as if like oh, I'm not winning this ball. I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, but I, that's what I think. It's just no confidence in our set piece defender now. There's a few sort of half-hearted attempts like that um, all the time now. I think it was Manning again in that Sheffield United one. Remember when it comes off the bar and no, I know it's not completely Manning's fault that one, but he misses the header. And nobody moves. It's just like an inevitability about it. Like when we've got a bit of a problem on a set piece, it's just like a oh, half jump. You know, maybe we'll get this away. It's a bit of panic. It's just no conviction. There's no. There's. No, it's just not aggressive enough. You need someone to just come out and take command of it and head it away. I'm just or like back. It's just like man is just watching it happen with no. There's nothing there. There's literally nothing there from him. And then after yeah. it gets like ricocheted in, he just stands there and watches all that happen. I'm not saying he should run and do anything, but it's like there's no care in the world. Yeah. I don't know whether he, he thinks Alan's going for it, but like again, take it back what I said earlier. Alan is with another man, and then from Alan's position, he probably thinks man is gonna jump. So but it's he is a fault for the second goal, right? Definitely. So if we talk about that, um he just loses track. Basically, we lose the ball again, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> Alan's marking the guy who scores in midfield. When we lose the ball, it goes to like the left winger, whoever's in the left wing position, and they do a low cross into the box. Then they, yeah. Alan leaves his man and gets drawn into the box to try and like block any low cross or anything like that that might come in. Which means yeah. that guy is then standing on the edge of the box free for about half an hour, and then obviously yeah. he can't but get great, great, great finish, huh? It was a great finish, but I, when you watch it back, if you pause the replay after the cross has come in, there's about three players around the guy who made the cross, and he still got the cross away. And then Alan's shifted back into the like the penalty, the you know the the, the small box. The, I don't know what it's called. The top mine's gone blank. In the penalty box for the little one. Yeah, six, the six, six, yards. six yards. Yeah, six yards. Yeah. Um, so he's in there, basically on the line. And obviously you see him turning and you can see the guy's just there for yeah, him. He yeah. was marking him. No, I, I agree, I agree with that. But it's it's quite similar to the goal of Sheffield United scored. Yeah. When the, the I think it was Berg, wasn't it, scored from like outside the box, like that with the same sort of space, same similar area. Yeah. So is there uh is there something that people have exploited the so way maybe, that we defend? If you look at our defence here, I've paused it just as the guy's going to take the shot. Yes, you've got the Stoke player who's done the cross, who's basically, say, on our byline, on the corner line. And then yeah. you're just off it, just off it, yeah. If you go in line with him within a one-metre distance, for example, you have three Stoke players in the box, in the six-yard box, right? And the guy who's crossed it. There's seven Swansea players in that line. And then the guy on the edge of the box. Yeah, it's poor. Seven. So why does Alan need to come back? There's enough Swansea players to already man mark everyone there. Yeah, that's poor. So sorry, but apologies for blatantly criticizing Alan for both goals. Manning was more at fault for the corner one. Alan is entirely at fault for this one for the finish. Not it was given away before that, not blaming him for that part of it. Should have probably dealt with it better earlier. But for this bit, the guy should not have been free. He should not have been free. Yeah. To do that, and that is yeah. Alan. That's on Alan. So, um, yeah, a bit frustrating. I think we did actually miss Felton, mind. Yeah, we did. Definitely, we did in that mid in the mid, in the middle of the park. Just because he, um, 
and he puts himself about a bit more as well. Like I know Alan and Grimes do put a foot in, but I think he's just got a bit more of a physical presence, isn't he? But I middle? think like having Grimes doing Grimes' job felt them to something different. That's yeah. what you need. Um, yeah, so that's the. I'm not even going to bother talking about the third goal because it was like a counter attack from a corner, wasn't it? Yeah, I think um, like really Fisher will get criticism for that, won't he? Because it's like straight at him. But other than that, I thought he had yeah. quite a good game. Everyone was criticizing Fisher all game. Um, yeah, but he, I, I thought had, he played quite well, though, apart from the last I goal had, he should probably yeah, should have saved. But the first, he made the some good saves. Goal, the corner goal, there was talk around me who I was with actually. Um, so if you're watching, sorry, I'm going to call you out. <laughs> um, saying he should have come for the corner. I did say yeah. at the time to him, I was like, yeah, but it's quite deep. The corner's quite deep, and he's got to run through quite a lot of people to get there to try punch that out. If he misses that punch, and then there's a header that just goes through a tap in, you're going to criticise him then as well. So, like, I don't think that was an easy ball to come and claim. From no. when it goes back, it goes quite deep back, doesn't it? He isn't the tallest keeper. It's all well and good saying he should command his area better but he isn't as tall as Bender no but I think he did make a couple of good saves in the game as well which probably well, yeah there was another one that he basically as long like, as it was like the corner where they he, he saved it twice and then they tapped it in because he didn't hold it that happened again later on where he like saved it twice and there's someone clears yeah. it I think this time but again low saves straight at him um, but from really close so he did make quite a few saves, but yeah, the the, the third goal is perhaps poor from him. But I think the yeah. game was already done. Like it's the point getting on his back over it. Really, three one two one. It doesn't. It's not going to make a difference to us at the moment unless we get dragged into a relegation fight. And goal difference is vital. Oh, God, I still yeah, can't see us getting that far. I still can't see it. I know there's a risk. I know people are talking about it, looking over our shoulder and all that. But again. We already have more points than every team that went down last year. I know it doesn't mean anything really, but I can't see us going down from the position we are in now. I think, I, I think there's one or two more wins, whether you argue they're going to come or not, one or two more wins is definitely safe. Yeah, I think the, I think the problem is, well, we do play like all the bottom six, don't we? Uh, well, we obviously we scraped by Blackpool and lost against Stoke, I think. We've got to play Wigan, we've got to play Huddersfield, we've got to play Cardiff, we've got to play Rotherham next week. I think that's the concern. If we lose all of them, that means all the teams below obviously are winning. But I think there's, I think, I agree with you. I think it would be an absolute like catastrophe if we went down from the position we're in now. I can't see that. And there's a lot of traffic as well between us and the rest of the They've all got to win. Yeah, they've all got to win. Like all the teams below us have got to win. And I just think. We're saved at the moment a bit because I think the championship is just that poor. Like we're yeah, still like that for all of the clubs that are getting saved. After the league could say that. Yeah, I know, I know exactly. But like, I just think the championship is that poor now. I think other years, I think other seasons, we would be down there. I think now, I think we would be down there. But I think we've probably got enough on the board now. I'd like to think anyway. But I could see a slipping down further. I could see a slipping further down the table. Yeah. It's only really Rotherham next week. You say, like, we need to win that game, I would say. We've got Luton away, Middlesbrough at home, yeah. Millwall away, yeah. Bristol City at home, yeah. Cardiff away. Yeah, and Don't exactly. You could realistically, like, not pick up wins in all of these games. I'm sure, like, 
we'll have another four 0 against Watford now. I don't know why. Um, okay, so anyway, let's carry on. So form while we're talking about games, it is poor, very poor. Was that like yes, sixteen or something ridiculous? That's more than ours, isn't it? I think three wins in eighteen, isn't it? Uh, I'll count with the counting now. I know it's one win in five, four losses. I think it's three wins in eighteen. I think it was four in... wins in four wins in like twenty, isn't it? Right. So since we beat Cardiff, right? One, two, three. Hmm. Two wins in seventeen. Yeah. Three wins in seventeen. Sorry. Three, not two, not good form. There was quite a few draws, but now it's not. Yeah, but did you, did you include the Blackburn no, game and yeah, yeah, and Stoke as well? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Unless I can't count. <laughs> but uh, well, either way, I might have included the FA Cup as well. So it's, it's something like that. Yeah, that's right. It's surrenders um, anyway. The the. Yeah, the form of like recent is like the five game form is one win and four losses. So, you know, and like those three wins we've had as well. Uh, two of them you include, cards. yeah, the Sunderland game and Blackpool <laughs> red cards and the Cardiff game, which was the fourth win. This was yeah, three and, red cards on our last four wins. And the other one was like the four nil against Watford, which was just don't know what happened. There. Such a such a random. They were like at an injury crisis there, though, didn't they? Watford. Yeah. 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 So, okay, so here's a question then. Has he lost the dressing room? Uh, I don't know. I, I got a bit of a theory on this. I don't know if it's fair to say he's completely lost the dressing room, but I think the players potentially have lost a bit of trust in the in the process, in what he's trying to do. I think it started a little bit before, well, before this bad form as well. Do you remember when... I can't remember which game it was we conceded last minute. It might have been the Millwall one where he just outright slated um, Patterson for kicking the ball on the field rather than, uh, you know, taking blame for the actual howler in defence. Um, I think that maybe, you know, that wasn't good. And then, you know, like they've announced now that Manning is not going to sign a contract at the end of the season. Yeah. Um. It's a bit of a weird one because I was having a look, and if I've missed it, somebody can point it out. But I haven't seen anything on the official club like Twitter, and I haven't seen anything on the official website that Manning's not signing the contract next season. It seems like Martin's taking it upon himself to release that information. Yeah, he said it in a press conference, didn't he? Yeah. So whether they that normally, was they normally say stuff like that until until the end, because well, no, they a chance until there's not. Yeah, they normally don't. Normally, this goes on until the end of the season, and then obviously the, we get to the last game of the season, and people be like, "Oh, was was Manning waving? Maybe that means he's going, you know, and it's still all up in the air." Well, maybe so for him to told him that he isn't, and yeah, but I I don't know. It just seems like it would have been released officially for me. Like there would have been something on the website, there would have been something on the Twitter to say like, you know, man is not is going, but it just seems like he's taking it upon himself to release that. Now I could be wrong, but like. Going back on what you said about losing the dressing room, could Manning and other players be like, "Well, why have you said this? Like, why, 
why have you done this? Because even if maybe, maybe other players are not aware the man is not going to sign a new contract. It could be a personal thing, you know? He might not be telling other players he's not coming back next year. So then you've got to put him out on the pitch and other players are like, well, why are you not coming back next year? Or even they do know and they might be thinking, well, why is the manager releasing this information about our contracts? Mm-hmm. That's just like a thought. But Before he says anything publicly, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it would have come from the club rather than from him. Or it would have been backed up by the club, at least anyway, because even after the comments, nothing has been on like the official club Twitter or website, unless I've like... missed something. They didn't even mention it, I don't think, in commentary in the Stoke game. Even, like even they were talking about Manning and it controls, wasn't even mentioned. Who controls what goes out on the media and that? That's I'll say content team, but who says to the content team what they can put out in terms of official communications? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know, but that, that seemed a bit weird to me because I've never seen that happen before. And the club still hasn't sort of backed that up. Yeah, I guess they haven't done it against some of the others. Like, by all accounts, Norton is not going to be here next year. Uh, he's yep. out of contract, and my sources tell me he has not been offered one, let alone refused to sign in. Um, I mean, he's hardly fe- it, it adds up to the amount of game time he's been getting. Um, yeah, shame because we're not blessed with players at the moment, especially someone that can cover right back. Um, Latter Bodia is out of contract in the summer. Yep, anyone else? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's a couple. I think a couple of them have only got a year left uh, as well at the end. So I, I don't know. It's frightening, though. You think like Manning is going, um, Norton, um, and potentially Ladabodia. So there is. Kendall will be going. Soranola as well, obviously. Loans. Loans. Yeah. And this new goalkeeper. That's everyone. It's just the three out contract. Um, that's funny on transfermarket.co.uk they got Ryan Manning is worth 2.5 million it's a bit of a missed business opportunity as well because I think he's good Manning for mistakes yeah. he has made I think he's a very good championship fullback for him to be let go on free similar to Bidwell yeah what um, I was reading probably pro business, business. Um, he wants to up his pay packet because he thinks it's going to be the last big contract he signs before he retires. He'd be on the down after this one, basically, is what he's saying. He's 27, and he um, to say this one lasts him another three years, four years. He'll be on the other end of it, so he wants to try and get a bigger payday for his family, sort his family out. Which, I mean... He's just had a baby, isn't he? If that is what it is, you can't argue with it, and if you're going to be honest about it, you can't argue with it, can you? But, like, we obviously... No, not fair, and apparently, Not by all fair. accounts, there's some bigger clubs on the radar. He reckons he can play in the Prems and maybe lower. I don't know if they are or whether they'll come about. But that's what, maybe his agent talking it, but that's what's being yeah. said. But we'll see where he goes, I guess. You can't obviously sign any contracts in the UK or in, in the English leagues anyway um, before the summer. But he could sign a contract abroad right now. Yeah. Same as the other guys who we mentioned. But, um, yeah, so that's Manning. Um, you said people are saying he shouldn't be playing. don't know if I agree with that. Uh, I think if we had, if we were blessed with uh, 
a bit of a thicker squad, then you could probably give like a youngster a run out or someone else. But who's going to play left back? Yeah, a run out maybe. But he, he's been like one of, if not our best player this season on the whole. And even though yeah. I criticised defending for that goal in Stoke game, I think he was one of the better players against Stoke. Like he constantly has been put, he still put a shift in, is what I'm saying, as much as he has all season. Um, yep. So it's not like it's lowered his performance level. I don't think he's necessarily the output he was of the first half of the season, maybe, but that happens quite regular. Um, I still think he's one of our better consistent performers. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, yeah, I would not play him. It looks like it's quite a mutual, like, not mutual, but it's not like a bad ending, you know, like the Oberfemi or Patterson stuff. No, I think it's just not agreeing terms. I can understand it as well a little bit because if you're thinking like he's not going to be in next year, do we need to start like, yeah, you know, planning for the if, future? If there's an up and coming again, we haven't got. On, yeah, we have doesn't have we got anyone? There's no one there. Like it's not like you've got exactly. a number two sitting there like waiting for his opportunity. No, exactly. Exactly. We're going to. I think like, like you know. I think it would be like if you had bid if we still had like yeah. Bidwell, yeah. Then you'd play him when you and leave Manning on the bench. But you're gonna be using Latabodia on one side and Sorinola on the other side for the rest of the season just because Manning's not staying. Yeah, but and yeah, then equally going. like Sorinola's going, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're going. So So in reality, if you we have no fullbacks to all of our defenders, you can't use Kyle Norton either. We have no fullbacks at all, technically, at the club. Yeah, so like Please come to me with a solution to well, if he won't sign the contract, he can't play because, by all accounts, neither will Latabodia. They're not offering Norton one, and Sorinola's going back from loan. So, what's the difference? Get your boots on, we're going to be playing. Yeah, I used to be a right back. There we are. Yeah, answer to our problem. Though. I wouldn't last five minutes. Marauding fullback. Like, right, sub, no, sub. Connor Roberts style. <laughs> okay, so. Maybe as maybe under I mean Mac Grimes has been coming out quite a lot and supporting him. Does that is that a sign of like discontent? Because he doesn't usually say stuff. Not done uh, that early anyway. He called him the best manager in the league and he backed him over the Oberfemi situation. Yeah, I think uh I don't know, it's a bit of a strange one. We never we never know what's going on behind the scenes, but it just seems like it's not a happy camp. And again, I, I said, like, the, like there may be a bit of speculation around, like, releasing the man in information and whatever. But I think probably Grimes has to come out and say that. Um, but like you said, maybe the fact that he has to come out and back him shows that there's not all all smiles behind the scenes. Um, I don't know, it's a bit funny. I, again, I go back to what I said in the last podcast. I think... Like I understand the frustration with the January transfer window, but I think he's handled it absolutely atrociously. Like his, like I get he had to come out and say, and he's annoyed and he's frustrated, but he is literally like sulking now, like weeks on, and it's affecting us on the pitch. Um, and I think I'm that's probably feeding well. into the, I think that's feeding into the dressing room as well. Yeah, they were shouting at each other after the goals as well on. Um... Nobody wanted to take responsibility, I think, which is never yeah, but a good that's, sign. But that's the that's the sort of excuse that they can use now, isn't it? Because well, like I think Fisher was shouting at Cabango for something he did bad, or Darlin, one of them, when yeah. he shot and uh, like he was like, "What are you on about?" I don't know. 
I just turned around like carry on. Like, oh, what do you want me to do? Oh, don't let him shoot. Don't give yeah. the ball away. Don't, don't pass straight to him. Yeah. Speaking of the defence, oh, I thought they we were awful against Stoke. Darling they... Wood. 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 It might be in Wood, actually. Yeah, Wood for the second goal. He's the one that gave it away. He passed it straight to him. Like, literally straight to him. And then the guy in the midfield didn't know who it was, and he played the guy in the corner who ended up doing the low cross. But I, I remember because I was sitting kind of behind that goal, and it, we were playing around in defence, and then he's looking into the midfield. And I can't remember who it is. Either Alan or Grimes is running back from, like, further up the pitch. But he's side-by-side side with a Stoke player. That pass was never on. And you see Wood look up, and he plays the ball. And it's like, what have you done? Like, before you even he said left his foot, you know, it's getting intercepted. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, those those three at the back. But it's been coming for ages because we've seen glimpses of it. Like, I think of the Coventry game before Christmas when we were 3-0 down and it was lit, they were literally all over the place. Like, I've never seen defending like it. Like, they literally looked like they didn't know where they should be. And it was a little bit like that against Stoke where they were just... Like literally, as if they didn't know what to do, they didn't know how to play the game for some spells in that game because they were just all everywhere looking at each other. I just, I don't know, it's, it's frightening watching it yeah. sometimes how bad that was. I'm not sure Darlin's worth the fee that we paid for him. Um, he spends more time trying to take players on and then losing the ball and trying to recover his position or making stupid challenges that result in stupid free kicks. Yep. Running into people, oh, I didn't do anything. Like, it's one thing make letting them know you're there, and then there's another thing running into someone when you don't need to. Yeah, he does do some ridiculous fouls, which is so needless. Yeah, and we're not good at defending set pieces. So, it's, what are you doing? Like, think about it a little bit. Uh, we were good Martin for a bit, and then out. you are. Sorry, no, I was going to say about set pieces. We were good for a bit, and now it just seems to be like. Oh, going back to us, I don't think we spoke about it, but you know the Blackpool game? Mm. Blackpool were all over us at the end with 10 men. Like, they had a post at the end. Yeah. Um, They had a corner in the last second of injury time, right? And for the life of me, I don't know why they went short. Because if they chucked that in the box, they would have scored. I I thought we haven't done a podcast since Blackpool. I can tell you what happened with that corner. We got lucky because they had a man short, and it was Alan again, actually, funnily enough. He was going to go there to mark him, and then he wasn't, and then he was, and then he wasn't, and then someone else was meant to go, and they were like having an argument, like three of them, who's going to go mark this guy, who's going to do the short corner, and while they were arguing, they took the short corner. So I think the indecisiveness of the players who's going to go mark yeah. made the Blackpool corner guy think, oh, quick, we could pull a fast one, you, which actually benefited us, but like, it shouldn't have. Yeah. That indecisiveness was poor. Like, he made yeah. all these subs, and it was as if nobody knows where they should be marking in the corner, which actually makes sense why we're so poor at defending set pieces when they're having that sort of yeah. discussion in the 93rd minute when you're 2 1 up trying to defend that lead. I like, I swear, and that's that saved us because I swear if they chucked that in the box that late and we were so disjointed, that, that was that was going in, I think they yeah, would have got ahead to it at least. Him. Like, no, you go, I'll, like, like, listen, in that situation, yeah. You've got a guy, short corner guy. Who's the shortest player? Right, mark him. Literally, it's <laughs> yeah. not hard. It's not hard. That's the only one to do. Who's the shortest player? Because they're going to lump it in a box. Go mark the guy over there. That's, like, how is that hard? 
Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's bad, though, isn't it? Really yeah, bad. But like again, Alan, Alan's experience. If you're seeing them arguing about it, just go do it yourself, innit? Like you've been there long enough, around the game long enough. And you did that. He yeah. ended up being the one that ran out, I think. But like he was gonna go and then he stopped. It's like just just go. In 97 minutes. Well, like if he did pass short and then all of a sudden got a shot away and he went in, like oh that would have been so stupid. Luckily that, that didn't definitely happen. saved us. Definitely saved us. Because I yeah. They took that short. I'd never know. Oh, Mick McCarthy's man, Johnny. I'd have been saying, you got to chuck this in the box and they will panic because I think they would have scored. Maybe. Um, there we I go. I forgot we hadn't talked about that, but that was a. We made that hard for ourselves, didn't we? The own goal. I mean, it was a good cross. We didn't, we didn't, deserve, we didn't deserve to win the game. No. And we were down to 10 men against the team in the relegation zone. We should have been more they were, they were at half time, but we didn't take Yeah, we should have, to be fair. Um, when they went down to 10 men, it's not like we controlled it, really. No, we didn't. Um, anyway, I was saying... What was I saying? About the defence, I think. can't remember now. We probably yeah, I was saying about defence. Darling and set pieces. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> You're talking about set pieces. and then Oh, Martin. I was saying Martin. He came out and said yeah. about being the youngest team and... So they're inexperienced and they're going to learn from their mistakes and all the rest of it. Which, all right, yeah, you are right in a way. But also, but also, no, like, fair, right? If that's facts and they are the youngest team and whatever, I haven't looked into it, by the way, to confirm them tonight. It's not necessarily the youngest team when he plays them on a pitch because I can see that data, but like the squad as a whole, maybe they are the youngest squad. And and the lack of depth he was talking about, like we've got the smaller squad and the youngest squad, whatever. Say both things of them are true, that's fine. You've still got Norton sitting there. The reason you brought him in, like we said earlier, was to add that experience to the back line. If for several games now, like, what is it, 17 games, four wins or three wins or whatever we said earlier, you're saying the problem is the inexperience and they're making these mistakes, settle it down again and put him back in there. You've got him on the yeah, Exactly. If yeah. you're saying the problem is not experienced players and they're, they're experienced and young, but put your experienced guy in the middle and play two of them with him to learn. Exactly. For a couple of games. Yeah. And settle the ship a little bit and then see if you want to change it. Don't just use that excuse yeah. and not address it. I agree. I'm not saying I think that's save your either. It's just like you can't say that and not try and do it. Maybe you could try to do it next week and don't work again. And obviously that's a cop-out excuse and we know that then, but that's probably why perhaps he isn't doing it. But... Yeah, but that's uh, you're right though, because it's a continuation plan. You don't just say like overnight like okay we've got experienced players now we play all the young players and don't play the experienced players you play them together like you said to learn play alongside them to have experience of playing with these experienced players and seeing what they do um yeah I, I i don't get it but i think i think when he says we're the younger squad i think we are but i think it's misleading because you've got like cabango is young but he's got a lot of championship football under his belt and international football and you've got like experience of like Grimes, Fulton and Allen who are very experienced players at this level in that midfield and then you've got some of the other young players like Ollie Cooper has been outstanding for us this season so to say that we're not playing well because we're young I think is it's not fair I don't think it's really right to say that um, It's not even that much different to some of the other squads either so uh, here we go then the Blackburn start in 11. The average age was 25.1 years. And the Blackburn, Blackburn team was 25.2 years. So maybe squad, but on the pitch. That's that's 
point one of a year difference, you know. Yeah. So yeah, like, I, yeah. can you really say that's like that's a reason? No, and why is it a reason now? Like, you know, what about like when we were playing well? We we're still a young team then. Yeah, I mean, some of did, the did I cut off? Quite, by the way, no, no, we. I think we heard you. Oh, that's right. Um, just I was just having a quick browse. Some of the other teams are quite a bit older, but there is like Stokes wasn't even that much different. He was twenty five point something. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. Just the defense. Bit. I, it's, there were stats going around about his defensive record. I'm K Dons as well, not being great, but uh. The last defensive stat we got, I'm sure everyone's seen it, with like the joint worst defend defensive record in the league, along with Wigan, I believe. Who were last yeah, is it fifty goals conceded, I think. Forty eight. Forty eight, uh, that's not great. Oh well. Sorry, no, hang on, that's black but I'm lying. Fifty three. <laughs> we're on fifty three now. Wigan are on fifty. So that stat was before the Stoke game. <laughs> now we're the worst. It got worse. There we go. We are now the worst defence officially in the league. There we go. Whose fault is that? And we scored 47 goals, which is, I think, still like sixth or seventh best scorers. So, like, yeah, it's not top. But it's not like, other than the top three, it's not far away from being fourth either. Actually, I think it is like literally one goal away from being fourth. Um, so how can it be like around fourth place for goals scored, but last with defence? It's such a con. Some is working and some is really not. Like, but I, I yeah. don't feel like we're that good all the time going forward. But like, obviously no, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. I think it's really misleading because we're like, oh yeah, we've conceded all these goals, but we've scored all these goals. I think it's misleading because we only start scoring those goals when shit hits the fan. So like. Like I'd say about the Coventry game again, we were 3-0 down before he starts playing and we scored three goals. But he only start he only starts changing it and chucking people forward when we're in like a real mess. You know, when have we apart from the only game I can think of is we beat Watford 4-0, didn't we? Apart from that, when did we beat the team by like more than two or three goals? Usually it's like we'll score more than you. Yeah. When we win. Yeah. But that's only um, because we have to. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we've gone ahead like 4-0 and then teams come back and it's like 4-2 or something. Reds in a way last It's never happened. Oh, yeah, well, we, yeah, <laughs> that, that was different. That was a different ballgame. But do you know what I mean, though? This season, it just seems like we're playing really bad and then then we're 1-2-0 or two nil down and then we come back and score two goals because we have to. There's the urgency. But we're not doing it from the start. So then I think it's a bit misleading then to say like, oh, look, we're we're so good going forward. It's like, no, we don't play like that. We only score those goals to combat like the goals we've conceded. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not convinced that we're that good attacking. Um, No, I don't think we are. We haven't been as clinical as we should have been either. Like it's, we missed some poor opportunities I think over the course of the season. But, I mean, that you can't necessarily blame the manager for that. Um, okay, so final question then. Stick with twists then. So like for and against Martin, like what is continuation of last last week? Like where does Martin go from you? Like what are we doing? What's what's the the vibe now? Because is it going to keep? If it keeps going, I guess it's only going one way. 
can he turn around, do stick and twist? Um, well, I I I I gotta be honest. I honestly don't know anymore. Uh, that was a bit of a cop out answer, but like. I was trying to think because after the Stoke game, I I remember thinking like, oh, he could, like he could go, yeah. Um, and you can't really argue it because of the form. If you look at the form I on paper, you would have gone by now if they were going to get rid of him. Now. Yeah, I, I don't think they will now. But I was trying to think like, how would I feel if I woke up that morning and and they sacked him? I think I'd be a like a little bit gutted. I think, but then I'm so frustrated with him because it's just it's just not right. I think there's so many things that seem wrong to me. Um, I think as well the fact that obviously the January transfer window that we had and I think like the hatred towards the owners has masked how bad we are at the moment on the pitch and I tried to mm. touch on this last week where I said I just don't like that the manager has this free pass when we are actually this bad on the pitch like we've, we've been through the stats and form and the, and the defensive stats that is awful like somebody has got to be accountable for how bad that is on the pitch, whatever we've, whatever's going on with the owners. Um, so I don't like that people are sort of blindly supporting him and say like, we lose 3-1 against Stoke and then people say like, oh, the owners. So it's like, well, no, hang on. We were absolutely awful on the pitch. That's the manager. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I don't like. I don't like that like, he's not. The players are not there, but yeah. That's I, the yeah, I, saying, yeah, but I like, Again, like people say, like oh, the, the players. I think our, I think people are saying like our squad is not good enough. I think we have a squad that's good enough to be doing better. It's thin, it is thin squad, but which we, we shouldn't be losing as many games as we are in the manner that we are with the players that we've got. Yeah, I don't think because I'm looking at that. People would kill for our midfield three in the championship. I think it's a top six midfield three, Allen, Grimes, and Fulton. I think it's a top six midfield. In the championship at the moment. On that note as well, while you're talking about midfield, I forgot to mention, I think we should mention, I thought Liam Walsh came on and did really well against him. Yeah, he looked like he had a bit of a spring in his Considering step. Considering the circumstances and how long he hadn't played for, it's like having a new sign a little bit and kind of needs yeah. someone that's going to... Oh, so now it's a bit of cover again, isn't it? He looked he looked like he could be a little bit silky though and maybe we need needs a bit of that, a little bit. Yeah. Martin did say in the summer like he's the most technically gifted player at the club. Um, and he had a really good pre-season. So if we can get something out of him without him getting injured for the rest of the season, maybe he could have a positive impact. But it was nice to see him get on the pitch anyway, regardless. So my... Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think we just needed a bit of... Just another bit of bulk, isn't it? Just a bit of backup, backup for what we've got. And Whitaker's come back and he's maybe another option now that he scored. So it's maybe bolstering up the bench a little bit. But I say for now, come back to the question, I say stick for now. Um, because I think it you know, we have seen glimpses that it can go well, but I think he's got um I think he's got another couple of games to save his job, I think. Or maybe he's got to the end of the season to prove that they can rebuild again in the summer, because it's gonna be another rebuild with players leaving. So yeah. I think he's got from now until the end of the season to to show that he is the right man to, to start the rebuild again in the summer. So, the way I see it, because he's asking for a new contract and he, he's saying he wants his future sorted. It's a bit of limbo yep. at the moment until that's the case. And if he's only got one year deal left on his deal after this season, is it? Yeah, probably. So, there needs to be a decision now. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Either, either like, you can't decide. Th- right, you're either backing him or you're sacking him. That's what I think right now. 
they need to make that call. If you're backing him, you've got to ask for patience. You've got to say, and this is what's going to happen, right? It's got got to happen to because you've got to get the, the fans back on side in some capacity because that's it's getting a bit toxic. So yeah. this needs to come from higher than Martin as well. So like, if you're backing him, you've got to come out and say, look, we bought into a project. Maybe they need to take some more accountability and say they haven't helped him enough with what he wants to do. And they're willing to help him more. They're going to give him a new deal and they're going to back him in the summer and they're going to get him players that he wants to, you know, realistic, in a realistic way. I'm not asking for millions, you know, just in a, they need to rebuild the squad. As you said, there's a lot of gaps now. There's a lot more players leaving. They need to bring a lot of players in in the summer. So they need, if they're going to stick with him and they're going to back him, that's what they need to do back him and they need to get these players in who he wants to do his style of play. That's the, that's one option. You either do that. If you're not willing to do that, then you've got to get rid of him. Because what's the point at this point? There is no point wasting your time, even giving him to the end of the season and then deciding. Because as we saw in January, when you leave it to Len to then decide what you're going to do in the transfer window or get your new man in in, in summer, like you will have another shambles in the summer. And we can't have another shambles in the summer based on the plays we've got now. So that's why you need to decide now to help the summer. Because the summer is so important right yeah. now. You either have him, Martin, regardless of what happens the rest of the season, or you're not. And I just think make that decision like now. And yeah, I think that's fair. If you say you're sticking with him, all expectation for this season just don't go down. And then we'll rebuild next year. We will get, you, we will back you. We'll get you the players. If you screw it up, you're gone by Christmas. Like you need to perform for us. We're gonna back you, but like. We want to be realistically doing okay Christmas time, like top half, I guess, maybe you could say. Show that you're making progress. Um, That's fair. But if, if by January we're in the same slump next year, like, nah. I, no, I, 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 told, I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. I think that's what needs to be done. But I'm just coming from it, from the angle, like, do, yeah, I, I, do we do it? Like, well, I don't what know. I'm saying is, if I'm they're just... not willing to, if they, if they're a bit worried about Martin's form, a bit worried about what he's doing, I'm not quite sure he's going to be able to turn it around. Or, but we'll give him a bit longer. But then, because of those thoughts, and that maybe this is what happened in January, they're reluctant to put the money into what he wants because of their thoughts. Then, yeah, yeah, take him out of it because you're just going to suffer more because of the reluctance. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So like I just, if that's yeah, the problem, I, I then get rid of him. You either that's why you're making a decision. You either are gonna back him and you need to put that statement out just to help with the fan expectations more than anything. Um, or you're not. Yeah. You can't be in between because in between is where it goes wrong. Yeah, I don't think you're spot on. But that's like that's where I am at the moment. I am in between. It's really hard because I think Yeah, but you're not making the decision. I'm, I'm the people no, who I know, the decisions exactly. need to like make a decision. No, but I think like I think we're in a dangerous position again, where like everybody seems to be blindly backing him. Um, I've seen more you know, people uh, against him, to be honest. Now, only only now though, since the Stoke game. But I but I still see like, oh, you can't sack him. Who would we bring in? I hate that question because when Cooper left, were we like when everybody was absolutely begging for Cooper to be sacked? Did they think, oh, we got Russell Martin to come in? No, we didn't have anybody to come in. It was a bit of a merry-go-round, and we had someone last. We had Russell Martin last minute. 
That's a conversation so I as well, that. because we were so desperate for Cooper to go because of his style of play. Look, I've got Everyone a I, I, style of play now. This is this is this is my thought on this. This is what I was going to bring up. So this, I I never forget it because I thought Cooper was a good manager, right? And everybody was begging for him to go. Well, I saw in, things like. Yeah, but I saw like people saying like oh, I'm be- like begging for him to go, get him out of my club. Oh my god, I can't watch his football anymore. When we got into when we got to the playoff final, um, okay, like it just seems so weird. And now people are blindly backing Martin when we're absolutely abysmal on the pitch. Um, so worst defense I, I, in the league, you couldn't watch Cooper's yeah. defense in football. But then, yeah, but like this is what I'm saying. Like it's dangerous. In a way, because we said like Martin is so stubborn with the way that he plays, right? He wants to play this way, and that's it. Whether he's got the players or not to play in that system, he's playing that way, and I think that's the problem. Everybody's asking for like the Swansea way football, right? And that documentary's come out now and about when we won the cup and stuff, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, look, well, this is the way we play. This is the Swansea way." That's ten years ago. The game has moved on. I don't think you can play possession football in the Championship anymore, as proven. I don't think you can. Because when Cooper came in, it's not that he was a defensive manager. He came in and he goes, right, this is the players I've got. I've have a look what I've got. Well, I've got Ayu up front who can score goals. I've got good fullbacks in Manning and Connor Roberts and Bidwell. And I've got some solid defenders. You know, he brought Bennett in and that. So we'll be really solid at the back and we'll score goals. That's how I'm going to play because that's the team that I've got. And it worked. Because now with Forrest, obviously he's had loads of money to play with the Forrest. They do play some good stuff. Because he can. In the championship, you have to be solid first. You've got to be hard to beat before you can start playing football. You've got to earn that right first. You've got to be good at the back. And he had the opportunity to spend the money in the summer. I think he's actually spent like the ninth most amount in the championship. Some people say he's not been backed with the ninth highest spenders in the championship this year. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think... I think it's all gone to. I think you've got to change the way we play. I don't think, I don't think we can carry on playing this football in the championship. I think that's gone. I think the game's moved on. Again, that comes down to the decision. I think like they brought him in to play yeah. this week. That's what the fans were asking for. I think it's the first time the Americans have really exactly. Been like, yeah. Oh, we'll do yeah. the fans one, and it hasn't worked. So if he does go, you've got to admit it didn't work. And don't worry about who's coming in because you're worried. Everyone is saying who's going to replace him, and I've said it in the past. We're thinking of it of a way of continuing this kind of style of way of playing. But I'm not saying I want to go hoofball, but just be efficient with what's there. That's what you need. You yeah, but that's, that is what you need now. Out of the players that you've got at your club. And there's managers out there that will do that. There is there's gonna be there's gonna be new managers that are up and coming. I will take a punt on what have you got to do sort of job at Swansea when you haven't got a name for yourself, like Potter did, like Cooper did, like Martin's trying to do. Yeah, but the difference with like that's what I'm saying, Potter and Cooper, I thought played a way that suited the players that they had and the resources they had. Like when Cooper was here, uh, not Cooper, sorry, when Potter was here, we had like McBurney and Dan James and we did have like good centre-halves and we had like Selena, didn't we, and Fur, and you could play that way. And then when Cooper came in, we lost all that and we had good defensive players. Like look what he got out of Cabango and, and Guayhi, they were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. And then now like we don't have those players and we're just trying to play away and slot players like Cabango into playing out from the back, and he's been awful because I don't think he can play that football. Or oh, he's not suited yeah. to it anyway. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, it's a bit all frustrating all round at the moment. Something's got yeah. to change. Yeah, 
definitely. Um, last thing, then we touched on the booing, or we wanted to touch on the booing at the end of the match. Um, there's two bits to this actually: player criticism and booing. Right. So I want to touch on player criticism first, mainly for Fisher. Yeah. Whether you think he's a good goalkeeper, which I think a lot of people don't, or you think he's a bad goalkeeper, which I think most people seem to be at the moment. Like he's getting a lot of criticism, is what I'm saying. When he's passed the ball on the pitch and he is debating a decision for too long, and I know he does it, it is annoying, and everyone wants him to just get rid of it. I know that. Booing him and shouting at him and everything else under the sun is only going to make him panic even more. <laughs> yeah. If when he hears you all on his back like that, he's only going to kick it straight to the opposition more often than he was doing anyway. That is the only <laughs> thing that is going to happen. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but you're not helping us. You can criticize and moan about him all you want, but as soon as he hears you that loud in the go, he's going to think, Oh, the fans are on my back. Oh, what's, where should I go? What's the right thing to do? I don't know. Oh, shit, I've given it away. That's literally what he's going to be doing. Because, like, why would you play better? Why would you ever play better when you're in that? No, I agree. I just don't get I it. I think it's a bit like, daft. Yeah, it's annoying. Like, it's annoying. Just clear it. Just clear the ball. Like, but. Oh yeah, he's he's obviously he knows the criticism he's under. He's not stupid. Players have social media. Players have the internet. You'll know the stick that he's getting. You'll go into that game with that in the back of his mind already. When he's passed that ball, he's probably t- debating on it so long because he knows that he's going to have stick. He's like, I need to make sure now that I, I need to do my manager once he wants me to pass the ball and keep it and and this, but. Like, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to, like, they're all marked. I don't know. Who should I, uh, I? That's what's happening in Z. That's literally what's happening in Z. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like the noises, like, when he's got the ball. Like, you can criticize him afterwards, but that's not, like, put extra pressure on him on the pitch, you know? You're supposed to be at home. Yeah. And this is why we said before, I mean, remember when, like, we started playing better when fans weren't allowed in the stadium? But uh, no one's mentioned any of the good saves he made either. No, he made a good couple of saves in that game. I know he played all right in uh, against Stoke. Yeah, but they're, um, they're all coming at him for that third goal, which didn't change the result. Yeah, like exactly. if that's two one, it's one all, and then that's two one. You maybe are a little bit more annoyed about that last goal. I just can't get annoyed about it when it's like, well, what does? Why does it matter? What's we didn't even have done? any chances that we to win the game to draw it. We didn't. I don't recall us. They had a few goals, um, a few shots. That went straight to the keeper, and Cham had one that just went wide. I think there was a couple, but nothing like clear cut. I think Perot had one in the first half where he was laid off, and his first touch bobbled it up, and then he shot, and he like went high to the keeper's right, and he saved it. Probably yeah. he did it put it in the bottom corner because he t- took a touch that bobbled up. It didn't sit nice. Um, can't think of much else. Also, on like booing, like. I haven't got a problem with it after the game. Like, if it's been absolutely abysmal and they've played awful and it's a really bad result, I, I am I personally don't just boo. I just it's not a like I don't know. It's just not a reaction for me to just go boo. I don't know. No, I, I don't know I, about I you. Do it but like I, I I I do understand that at the end of the game I can yeah sort of accept that at the end of the game, but not in the middle of the game. No, no, yeah. At the end of the game, I don't. It's hard to know because it's like. I understand where they're aiming the frustrations and this the whole situation. The manager's not doing the best. The the owners, you know, the, the transfers weren't there. You want to voice your discontent. So the end of the game is fair enough. Um yeah. I don't like it when it's in the middle either. Like 
or even half time. I don't like it at half time. No, not not while the game is still playing. They got to come back out, and yeah, some people will be like, "Yeah, well, I'm booing because I'm telling them that I'm not happy with what I'm watching on a pitch, and I paid my thirty five pound for my ticket, and I'm entitled to see the players put a little bit of a shift in." No, you're not entitled to anything. You chose to buy that ticket. They could play as bad as ever. You're not entitled to anything. It's a football match. It's sport. You you win or you lose. Like there's no entitlement anyway. Um, I don't know. No, I no, I I in. Some I, some respect, though I think you like at the end of the game, we're entitled I, to say I, it. I hate it when you know when you lose an away game, and they're like, "Oh, the club should refund my money. I travelled all this way." Oh yeah, that's that's dog shit. That's, I mean. that, that's ridiculous. Uh, I, yeah, that, that's, 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 that's tragic. But it's like every club has a period where they're playing really bad, and you think the the players didn't perform as well as they could have. Like um, Liverpool got battered by Real Madrid the other day yeah, at home. I'm sure the fans were yeah. very unhappy about it. Like, does that mean they should all get a refund? Oh no, the refund thing is a joke. Like that's yes, yeah. That, that's but you just see genuinely thing. saying that. That's what I'm. Oh yeah, that, yeah, enti- yeah. that entitlement. I mean, like you should get your money back because they didn't yeah. perform on a pitch. Like, no, it's just sport, isn't it? And and I don't think the players didn't try against Stoke necessarily. It's just like yeah, but then is the headspace you, right? Yes, you know if we like, you know, like the Watford game where you paid and you won four 0 should we pay more then? Yeah. Be like we'll have to, oh, we'll have to we oh, if they played really well, you've got to pay more. What could get refunded because we had a good game. Yeah. Um, like, just yeah. stupid. Anyway. That's rubbish. I'll... The only the only the only thing I the only thing I will say is fair is that like like for me personally, I like pay for my season ticket every year. If it's at the end of the game and I'm pissed off for the way it's going, I haven't got a problem with booing and saying like making your voice known that it was awful and it played bad. But you can only make that judgment after the game. Yes. No, yeah. but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, that's what I went on the little rant, but I was saying at half time, I don't like it because. No, I don't like it half time, no. The players are hearing it. And I know your attitude is, well, I'm telling the players I'm not happy with their performance. Um, okay. But like I just said, most of them probably don't react very well to that negativity. So you want them to come back. You boo in because you want them to come out in the second half and play better. Most people will not play better after you're in that. That's a fact. Like yeah. that negativity, Pressure. very re- some people react to it. That you know, some people will react to that kind of thing. But you're adding to the pressure. You're adding to make making it more difficult by responding that way. Yeah, you might be unhappy, but and it's it is a fact. The best way to try and help them perform is to get behind them, make a better atmosphere, push them, be like, come on, you can do it. Like at the end of the game, then if they haven't, yeah, go boo it, boo, it's fine. But like. In the middle, it's just not helping, especially when it's individual player stuff. Like, it's not only really the goalie that really gets it as well. Or if you see like Mac Ryan standing over a free kick and everyone's like, oh, he's going to be rubbish again. He can't take free kicks. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Don't I, know. I, I, I ne- never boo individual players. Like, say if someone's in a bad game and they get subbed and then they boo them off, that's, that's bad. Yeah. I don't like that either. And then you want them to come out next week and perform. A big, a big boo at the end of the game. Though I'm all for that if it's been awful. That's all. That's yeah. all I like. Yeah, yeah. But I don't boo. I, 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 I never think of booing. <laughs> I agree. I don't. I don't tend to either. But time and a place, and I don't think it is during during the game. Support them. Try and back them. Booing them yeah. isn't backing them when they're playing. Should should make a good atmosphere at home, new rather than a 
pressure. There was, no, there was no atmosphere against Stoke, even when we went 1 0 up. Crowds are dripping away, I think, now and then as well. well apparently, there's 15,000 there. No, not a chance. They say 15,000 every week, and there's not a chance. No. No Surely chance. That's like fraud. Oh, well. No, well, they must go on like season ticket. Um, people, How many? But I don't think. Oh, sold, and then half a month turning up. Yeah, exactly. Because I like I know like this uh, like the people who sit around me have all got season tickets, known them for years, and they've like, you know, a lot of them. It's people who sit around by me, right? they travel miles. Like I travel quite far to come to games, as you know. But it's people who sit by me come from like Carmarthen for like a Tuesday night game, and then they're there week in week out, and then like last couple of weeks, you know, obviously they're like, oh, you know. I can forgive them for being like bloody hell. I got to come all the way from Command and to watch that rubbish. Yeah. Um, so I think like a lot of people are sort of dripping away this season. Um, there's no way there's fifteen thousand. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end. Anyway, people are going to come at yeah. me probably for my my uh, shouting about ticket refund entitlement. I just <laughs> no, I, I, I just think you, right. If I pay to go on an away day and they get smashed. I made the decision to go up there. There's always a possibility yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, and there's always a possibility they could go and win like 4-0, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever. It's frustrating <laughs> when you go away and they shit. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's annoying, but it's part of football, isn't it? It is part of football. Yeah, of course. It's you'll have periods where you're on a high, like when we were in the Premier League, and then you'll have periods yep. where it isn't so good, but we're still only yep. in the Championship. It could be worse. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be worse. It may be worse. <laughs> Maybe it will get worse, yeah, but there's a lot more leagues lower where we have been yep. before. So, yeah, you know, swings and roundabouts is what happens. Like, very few clubs stay in the Premier League consistently. Yeah. So, got to take it. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's call it a day there. Hopefully, these podcasts will get more positive as we go on, but <laughs> have to see what happens the next couple of weeks, really, won't we? I mean, it's tricky. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think uh, we'll do one now after the Rotherham game, and I think uh, I think it's a must-win. Mm. Rotherham at home. You no, need no to stem the tide, you, of like... you need to stem the tide, but I think, can you imagine, let me just put a scenario out there before we go, leave you on a happy note, <laughs> or not so happy note. And what if we what if we lose three 0 at home, draw them Monday night? Does he go? I don't know. That's what I said, didn't it? Like you make a decision. You need you're either bagging him or you're not. Like it's one or the other. But maybe you're, maybe they're in the process of making that decision. Maybe we're in the process of making that decision. No. Maybe the Rotherham result makes it. But like I just feel like it shouldn't. The way that the situation is, I just don't think an individual result should sway it. No, no, I, I think it's a collective. Uh, it's a collective, but I think the more games it gets worse. Like, you know, when you go to that game on Monday night, now, right? If they play bad in the first twenty minutes, it's going to be absolutely hostile, isn't it? it and then if Rotherham anyway. score, if Rotherham score and go one 0 up, it's just going to be like cringe. You're just going to be like, oh my god, this place is going to erupt. Yeah, they're probably boo, aren't they? <laughs> But like, yeah, I just and, and and again, it's not if they do. If we go one nil down and we boo, I don't see how it helps. Just don't see how It'll it be helps. game over, won't it? You, you you want the players to be like, oh shit, we just go one nil down. All oh, my fans, they're not happy. Of course, we're losing. Um, really shouting at me right now. I need to like try and sort myself out here. Like, 
I just can't imagine a world I would, oh yeah, they're booing me. Come on, let's get into them. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, right? People moan about footballers and how much they get paid. And then they're like, oh, look, no one cares about the club anymore. Well, they only care about the money. Do you know what? They do. They probably do. They're doing a lot of money. They have a short career. And when it's done, it's done. I'm sure they have some sort of cares for the club. But the bottom line is, when you're getting that sort of pressure and that sort of stick and criticism on a weekly basis, you probably will start thinking, that's in a while. It's not worth it. I've just transferred somewhere and I'll get my agent on the phone. Yeah. And then and then you'll have the fans being like, oh well, the ones that actually care, they they stayed and went through the hard times. It's like, well, this is what happens and our club spirals down in it. It's all part of it. It is all part of it. And and yeah. that's why you read stuff from like Julian Winter, and as much as he does my head in, when he's saying stuff like, Oh, you need to like get behind the team and not have a hostile atmosphere. You know, there's some booze after the game against Blackpool and you know, we need to try and back him this week. He is right in what he's saying. He is right and spot on with what he's saying. It's just hard to read it from him because he's a prick. <laughs> but he's right. He's right in what he's saying. Like, that is it's not two ways to put it. It's just you ain't there, so you don't want to hear it. Which I understand that. I get that. But just, you know, Trevor Birch, he was good at doing it when he, he, he was yeah. good at writing in the right way and keeping people on board. Shame you bent, yeah. really. Yeah. Oh, there we are. There we go. There we go. It's all happy. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, as always. Don't forget to leave your thoughts in the comments below. You can tell me how stupid I am and how much you disagree with me. Or if you agree with me, it'd be nice to get that moral support. Otherwise, people would be booing at me in the comments now, and I'm going <laughs> to not perform on the podcast next week. Um... I'm going to boo you at the end of the podcast. <laughs> But yeah, don't forget to subscribe or unsubscribe if if you're fed up of my rants. And um, we shall see you in the next one. Have a good one. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering Mac delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and term supply. See McDonald's.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.